There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hi, everybody. This is Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to the Nutrition Divas Quick and Dirty Tips for Eating Well and Feeling Fabulous. I've talked about the pros and cons of various kinds of oil and how to store them in previous shows, but several of you have asked me to talk more specifically about what happens to oils when you heat them up and which ones are safest to cook with, and that's the topic of today's show. As a matter of fact, a few different things can go wrong when you're cooking with oil. If you've ever put some oil in a skillet to heat up and then gotten distracted by a phone call or something on TV, you probably ended up with a kitchen full of acrid black smoke and a wailing smoke alarm. That is bad. Not only is the oil unusable at that point, but the smoke that's produced when oil is overheated contains harmful chemicals that you really don't want to be breathing in. Not only do you not want your oil to smoke, ideally, you don't even want it to get hot enough to start changing color, because that's an indication that the oil has started to chemically degrade. When oil starts to break down, free radicals form, along with other harmful compounds. Now, different oils have different smoke points, of course. Some oils are going to start smoking at just over 200 degrees Fahrenheit, and others can hold steady well past 500 degrees. Obviously, if you're going to be cooking at high temperatures, you want to choose an oil with a higher smoke point. So what determines that smoke point? Well, contrary to popular belief, the amount of saturated or unsaturated fat in a cooking oil is actually not a very good indicator of its smoke point. Grapeseed oil, for example, is very high in polyunsaturated fat, and it has a very high smoke point. But soybean oil, which is also quite high in polyunsaturated fat, has a fairly low smoke point. And here's another example. Coconut oil, which is among the highest in saturated fat, is in the middle of the pack in terms of its smoke point. How pure or refined an oil is plays a much bigger role in determining the smoke point. The refining process removes impurities from oil, and that generally increases the smoke point, so you can heat it up hotter. Unrefined or extra virgin olive oil, for example, has a smoke point of about 375 degrees Fahrenheit. But refined or light olive oil has a much higher smoke point. It's about 465 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, cheaper oils are refined using a chemical process, and this can leave some residues in the oil. For a little bit more money, you can buy oils that are refined without chemicals, and these will be your best bet. In the show notes, I've included links to information both about the kinds of fats in common cooking oils and their smoke points, and you'll find that at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. Here's one thing to keep in mind, though. Once an oil has been heated, its smoke point will be lower. But avoiding smoking oil isn't the only thing you need to worry about. 
Oils that are high in polyunsaturated fats, that includes corn oil, soy, sunflower, and other seed oils, form a harmful compound called HNE when they're heated. That happens even in oils that are highly refined and have a very high smoke point. This HNE ends up in the food that's cooked in the oil and it's taken up in the body where it can have damaging effects. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Now, I don't want to overstate the dangers here. Your body really has an impressive capacity to defend itself against harmful compounds, which is a really good thing because it's impossible to completely avoid them. Then again, given the realities of modern life, your defense and detox systems are probably getting a pretty good workout. So why not minimize our exposure to toxins wherever we can? And one way to minimize your exposure to HNE is to avoid cooking with highly polyunsaturated oils like corn, soy, and anything that's marked vegetable oil. By the way, the longer or more frequently you heat up an oil, the more HNE it's going to contain, which is why it's really not a good idea to reuse cooking or frying oil. Consider that one more reason to limit your consumption of fried foods, because most restaurants not only fry their food in polyunsaturated oils, but they reuse the oil over and over again. So what oils should you use? Well, taking all of these factors into consideration, here are my recommendations for the best oils to use in the kitchen. For high heat cooking, such as frying, searing, grilling, stir frying, or roasting, I suggest using a light or refined olive oil or avocado oil, clarified butter, which is also known as ghee, refined palm, or coconut oil. All of these have a really high smoke point and are also low in polyunsaturated fats. For medium heat cooking, such as gentle saute, stewing, baking, or braising, any of the ones I just mentioned would work fine. For extra flavor, you could also choose a filtered extra virgin olive oil. For use off heat, such as in salad dressings or maybe drizzling over a finished dish, for maximum flavor, go with an unfiltered extra virgin olive oil or unrefined or toasted nut and seed oils. If you want a neutral flavor, canola oil would be my choice because it's higher in monounsaturated fat and omega-3s than most other vegetable oils. Unfortunately, even if it never gets anywhere near the heat, oil will eventually get rancid just sitting around in your cupboard. In addition to smelling and tasting nasty, rancid oil contains harmful free radicals and you really shouldn't consume it. Now, the more polyunsaturated fat there is in an oil, the faster it's likely to spoil. So another quick and dirty tip is to buy your nut and seed oils, which are high in polyunsaturated fat, in small quantities and store them in the fridge. Oils that are lower in polyunsaturated fat, like olive, canola, and coconut oil, they're fine stored in a cool cupboard. Now, one thing you really don't have to worry about is accidentally creating trans fats when you're cooking. 
Transforming a regular fat to a trans fat requires a lot more heat and pressure than you're going to be able to generate in your kitchen. Isn't it nice to have one less thing to worry about? Before I go, I want to share just one more tip. And this one is a tip about investing. It looks like the economy is finally starting to improve. Don't get left on the sidelines. You can find out exactly which moves you should be making and get investing advice from a highly successful pro in the Winning Investor's Guide to Making Money in Any Market. It's out in bookstores now. That's all we have time for today. I hope you found the information in this week's show useful. If you have a suggestion for a future show topic, send an email to nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com. And you can also post comments and questions on my Nutrition Diva Facebook page. And of course, be sure to sign up for my free weekly newsletter because that's where I answer a lot of those listener questions. And now have a great week and remember to eat something good for me. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.